Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the number one podcast for Airbnb hosts and short-term rental professionals. You're listening to an episode of The Host Show. I am your host, Jasper Rivers, and we release a new episode of this show every single Monday. And in these episodes, I interview Airbnb hosts from all around the world to share their stories and provide tips and tricks on how to get started and be successful as an Airbnb host. Now, this episode is brought to you by Legends X, our 90-day short-term rental accelerator program that's designed to help you skill your hosting business by getting yourself out of the daily operations. So that frees up your time so you can become the CEO of your business instead of the manager and really focus on those higher level tasks that move the needle and allow you to grow. So for more information about Legends X and how to join, visit strlegends.com X. Now let's dive into today's episode. Enjoy the show. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. What's up, everybody? Episode number 474 of Get Paid for Your Pad. And today I have one of the most popular guests that I've had on this podcast. He's been here, uh, I don't know, like two, three, maybe four times. But I definitely know that some of the episodes that we did together were some of the most popular ones. So without further ado, I would like to introduce Kelvin Ma, the CEO and founder of RankBreeze, which is a tool that you can use to uh, optimize your listings and uh, and make sure that you show up uh, in the search results. Uh, I also kind of know you as the SEO, the Airbnb SEO expert, Kelvin. Is that... Uh, would you? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I guess we could we could position myself <laughs> in that category. Uh, probably no one is as weird and nerdy as me about that, <laughs> that sort of stuff. Uh, yeah, I think I've. I think this might be the fourth episode. You know, I'm definitely going for that. Most appearances on on the Get Paid for Your Pad podcast for sure. Right, <laughs> Hopefully, well, I don't know. Well, actually, Eric's I've... probably that's probably Eric, but he's your partner. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be hard to it's gonna be hard to beat Eric. But I'm excited to have you back, and uh, of course, I, I want. I'm, I'm really excited to talk to you about this because there's a lot of questions that have come up in in the last week or so. You know, after Airbnb released that the massive update, and they completely changed the search on Airbnb. If you're listening to this and you haven't checked out the Airbnb website, go on there and just kind of look around in your in your area, and, and you'll see there's all these categories now that people can uh, select for search. The titles have disappeared. Just the whole way that search is designed is, has completely changed. And everybody is wondering, I've gotten, a lot, I've gotten a lot of emails, there's conversations in our student groups. Like everyone's wondering like, how is this going to affect my listing? Is it still going to show up? Is it, are, you know, do I need to be in one of these categories? How do I get there? Lots of questions. And so, at Kelvin, I'm looking at, I'm looking for you to to give me an answer on all of this. <laughs> well, well, maybe we'll kick it off with with those primary updates that that they did on May 11th. So, Airbnb released categories, which you which you just went over. And these categories, I think there's about 50 different categories. They range from Arctic stays to caves to you know yurts and places with amazing views that are, you know, and, and vineyards and things like that. So those are what we're talking about when we're talking about categories. And they introduced something called split stay as well, which mm-hmm. my understanding of split stay is that it will try to match you up with a 
another, like, sorry, if you're a guest and you are looking to stay at an Airbnb, you'll be recommended another property that is supposed to be similar to the property you just booked. And as far as how to be recommended by that uh, split stay search, I believe you should have at least three days available of availability in your calendar. And that is at least the first barrier. <laughs> yeah. And the third thing was, was air cover for guests, but, but not, not necessarily as probably as important for, for this conversation as, as the, yeah. the way that search is impacting and, and moving around. Yeah. And you know, I've, those are the free big updates. I think, I think the first one is, is the one that we, we get the most questions around, you know, like, cause like, yes, they, they introduce categories, but they also changed quite a bit right around search. Like did it, you know, they didn't officially announce like, Hey, we're, we're not going to show the titles anymore in the search results, for example, but they did. So there's, I think that part is like where there's most uncertainty amongst hosts of like, how is this going to affect us? And also the more, more questions around like, what can we do to adjust? We'll we'll dive into this, but first of all, like, do you, like, what are your thoughts on this? Something that I've been trying to figure out is like this Airbnb, but just do they choose like what category you're in? Because I know I can set on my uh, on the back end. I we have our listings as cabins, right? And we do show up as cabin. But I feel like there's some of these categories, like uh, amazing views. Like I don't see that category in on the back end in my Airbnb listing. So is Airbnb just selecting those? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, they they mentioned that they're using machine learning, artificial intelligence to to gather data about properties and and organizing them into into these categories. So they're looking at your title. So your title does matter in that sense. So they're looking at your title. They're looking at your description. They're looking at your photos, uh, your photo captions and the, the reviews that you have. And they said some other data. I'm not sure exactly what that other data is, but as far as things that you could influence, you know, that we're stepping into that, like what to do type of question. I'm of the personal opinion that that yes, Airbnb has removed the titles from the search page results, but you know they still need to understand your property. And the more information that you can provide Airbnb about your property, the better. So yes, you know when they, and also when somebody arrives on your listing too, they maybe didn't see your title before, but they will see your title individually on your page. Mm -hmm. So, and that's kind of the hardest part <laughs> really, right? For, there's getting the people to click on your property, but then to get them to book on your property, instead of going back to the Airbnb search results page, that's the hard battle ultimately is trying to get that, that booking conversion. And for your title, it's still a possibility for you to adjust your title. I think, you know, I think, I, I really do think that people would be very, very unhappy if you could not add a, add a title in there. And also as Airbnb gets bigger, you know, they're just, they just, they need more information. So almost removing information from my perspective, doesn't, doesn't really make sense for, for, for them as far as how they arrange it in the search results page. That's, that's a different story, but for them to collect data about your property and place you into a category. Yeah. I, mm -hmm. I, I think that the title still plays a part. Every listing does have a title. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you, I think you make, make a really good point, you know, like, I think it's really important for us to use 
all the functionality that Airbnb has, use all the areas where we can add information to our listing. So not just our Airbnb profile, you know, our Airbnb description, putting your captions, you know, like I still see a lot of hosts who don't have captions. You know, I really think that that's a missed opportunity. And I wasn't, I wasn't aware that Airbnb was using that data, you know, to learn more about the listing. I was always thinking when it comes to captions of, of the guest experience, like, you know, it's a, it's a way to provide extra information to the guest at a, in a place where the guest is probably going to look right. Cause people will look at the photos. So they'll probably see the captions, but that's a, that's a really good point. You know, like go for your Airbnb listing and make sure like you provide as much information as possible. Also, I've noticed that, um, you know, when you go to, when you go to Airbnb, have you seen that section now where, where it says like next steps for you and they, they give you some hints or some, some questions or some, some suggestions as to how you could provide more details to your listing? Uh, do you mean like kind of like the opportunities section, like in the, the, the hosting dashboard? Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the, it, it shows up. I mean, for me, at least it shows up under, under the today tab. You know, I see today and then I see my reservations people that are coming in the next couple of days. And then below that, it says like next steps for you. Right. And it says like, for one of my, my listing, it says, do you have a dedicated workspace? Right. So apparently that's, that's information that I can add that I, I haven't added yet. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's a couple, there's a couple more things. And I think they, they come up with these suggestions because, you know, a guest may have mentioned, Hey, you know, I, I like this, I like this room because, you know, it was easy for me to work there or something like that. And then Airbnb picks up on that and says like, oh, this might be a dedicated workspace, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. The, well, I mean, in general, we, in general, each area kind of has, you know, this baseline of amenities as well. You know, like if you were to take every property in a particular area, there's, there's pretty much like a baseline, Somewhere in the middle there, there's a little bit of a baseline where you should at least have these things. And then everything above those, those amenities is just going to add extra visibility for you. One, one thing I like to say is that or one of the rules around like ranking on Airbnb is fighting the filter because everything that a guest does is essentially filtering. And I actually think that the categories are just are just another form of filtering, just mm-hmm. like when you're filtering by an amenity or a whole home or a shared unit, things like that. If you haven't audited your amenities in, in a while, that's definitely like a, a good thing to do. One thing we do in, at RankBase is we have this thing called the amenities analyzer. It looks at the top, top ranked properties for uh, in, in your area. And right now that's, that's the all homes category because... Uh, these new categories are new. <laughs> so we, we haven't solved, we haven't done that, that, that work yet. And we're still investigating it. But in general, what it's doing is it's pulling in the top ranked properties in your area and then kind of looking at what those folks have and th- that are ranked high and then telling you what you are missing that you could potentially add in as well too, that you can either, mm-hmm. you know, just forgot to add uh, turn on, or maybe you, you should invest into. There's a lot of you know, Airbnb is updating those amenities like all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. So you're always missing something for sure. Yeah, it's a, it's right. Because like, for example, this next step uh, thing that I'm looking at, I, I go in there quite often and I fill out, you know, I take all the opportunities, but then every now and then a new one will pop up. But 
one question I want to ask you, you know, talking about these categories and I actually got an email from somebody today who asked me this very, this very question of saying like, how do I get my listing into a category? You know, cause right now my listing is just, it's not in a, it's not in category. It's just like, it shows up under all homes, but it doesn't show up in anywhere else, right? So you're saying like, well, if you have a pretty good view, maybe you want to put in your title, like amazing view, and then maybe in the caption or, you know, of a photo of that view, you put amazing view in the caption and then maybe Airbnb will pick up on that and say like, okay, we'll put your listing in the amazing view category. Yeah, that that's a good question. And <laughs> in a weird way, you know, I'll preface it by saying this, that it's still new to me too, right? So I can really only tell you what? sort of things that I've, eh, you know, it's, it's pretty new. My arm actually really hurts right now because I've been running through all these scenarios of different ways that people are searching on Airbnb with different reasons. You know, if you're just going for a couple's getaway, uh, romantic getaway, or are you booking like a huge group of, of a bachelor party for guys and ba- booking a bachelor party for women is different too. And just, just different searches. But in terms of the category, so yeah, so Airbnb is looking at your, they're using machine learning, uh, which is just a way of saying that they're training like an algorithm to learn constantly based on new data being fed into it. It's looking at your title. It's looking at your description. It's looking at your photo captions. It's looking at your reviews. And I believe it's also looking at your photos. I would think it'd be really silly for them to not look at your photos themselves, like using what's known as computer vision, where they can look at an image and see that this image is 80% blue, you know, and maybe in the background, there's an artifact, which would be like a mountain or something like you can kind of tell certain things like that. So I think what you could do, if you want to get into a particular category, is to essentially make it blatantly clear, <laughs> as blatantly clear. So it's like the first thing in your title, and maybe the first thing in your summary, and the first thing in your the space section in in Airbnb, like the the longer section. So if you've kind of got those covered, you can't really necessarily do much with the the reviews that are provided to you. But I mean, in a sense, you you could if you're to operationally sort of figure that out, and I don't know, encourage people about leaving reviews about particular items if they and, and how they they felt about it but yeah so in a sense stuffing those those things into your into your listing description as much as possible i would probably try and play around with with photos too if you have the opportunity to just adjust the photos a little bit and maybe make them a little bit clearer that that's that's what we're aiming for that's that's one thing and when it comes down to to captions for example I think you might want to you might want to think about ways to simplify those captions too. So for example, let's say you have a let's say you have a photo of your living room and there's some stairs that go up and there's like a kitchen in the background. <laughs> so there's there's kind of a few different things there, right? You could write this is the living room with a kitchen and if you go upstairs there's the master bedroom that's on the left-hand side by the bathroom. <laughs> so, you know, and if that was your caption, it's, there's a lot of information in there, right? So I think if you could simplify that a little bit more and make it very, very distinct about what you're, what you're describing, you're going to have less of a chance to, of confusing Airbnb, right? They have to do more work to decipher what you're actually meaning there. And, and potentially they might not do a good job of it. So the simpler that you can be around that caption area, the better. 
Hopefully that's a good example. What I hear is like, we want to Airbnb kind of forces us to, to really think about the experience that we're providing. Right. Cause in my mind, this is, you know, this shift, this is a shift from destination focused search to experience focused search. Right. And, you know, for example, like I was just looking at the category surfing, you know, and I'm thinking like, okay, are they just picking listings that are on the beach near an area where they know that you can surf or is there a clue inside of the listing that makes them, you know, select, give, give this listing the, the surf category. Right. And that's one thing I'm curious about. So I, I went through some listings and I noticed they're categorized as surfing, but the, there's actually no, nowhere in the listing is it. Can I find the word surf? Not in the title, not in the captions, not in the photos, like never. It's just like, for example, there's a, I'm looking at a villa in Malibu. There's no reference to surfing in that listing, but just because it is in Malibu, I think Airbnb and it's on the beach, right? Then Airbnb says, okay, this is, you know, this is in the category surfing. Another question that I have for you, I don't know if you know the answer, but can we be in multiple categories? <laughs> Actually, I was just thinking about that. And right now that's, that's pretty much what we're looking at. You know, this, this design came about and, you know, we've kind of had to shift a little bit away from some, some of the long-term stuff that we're doing at Ring Priest, but, and, and now kind of a little bit more on the reaction side, which is not, I don't love being the reactionary type, but in general, right now, we're just trying to answer some fundamental questions around this, which that is a fundamental question, right? That's, can you be in multiple categories? One question that I kind of had floating around, which I'm pretty sure is not true, is that, you know, if you're in the all homes category and you're positioned in, sorry, can you be, if you're positioned into uh, another, like a, another category, let's say, say cabins or something like that, can you be found in the all homes? Is it like mutually exclusive? These are kind of certain questions. I think most properties, all properties are, are in the all homes. What's yeah. also interesting too, about these different categories from what they are today and, and things can certainly change is that each time you go to a different category, it's almost like a new search. It's almost like a new tab that's mm -hmm. opening up on, on Airbnb. And you have this like almost like a whole new map. And if you click that, you know, sometimes you guys, I think most people have noticed that it goes pretty wide at this point. And maybe that's because Airbnb is trying to be very forward about where they're trying to go and try, try to essentially shift people's uh, short-term rental investing habits. I think that's, that's, that's kind of in a way, I think what they're, what they're trying to do. But yeah, as far as can a property be in multiple categories, I don't know yet. Still trying to figure those things out. Those are kind of like the, we have some fundamental questions that we're trying to, to understand right now. And, and that's definitely yeah. one of them. And I'll come back. I mean, yeah. I'll let you know <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause it's, it's really interesting. And, and one thing to note is that you used to be, when you put in a location and you would search an Airbnb, it would really zoom in on that location. Right. And it used to be the case that you would have like two options. You would either have like a small map or you would have a, a larger map. They made some changes there too. The map is like very dominant now. It's like a big part of the screen. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that as you know, I'm trying to look in, I'm looking in Idlewild, for example, where Eric and I have our four cabins. Right. And I'm curious, like, are we, I know we're a cabin, but are we also countryside? Right, because I, I know that I see listings in Idlewild that are in the category countryside, right? But as soon as I select that category, the map just blows out 
And now Airbnb is showing me all these different listings in different towns, like pretty far away from Idaho even, right? So yeah. I think that's another question that we get a lot of is like, now that Airbnb is showing is showing listings further away, does that mean like we, because there's two sides of that, like, you know, I don't want Airbnb to show listings outside of Idaho when they look for Idaho because then they're not going to find my listing. But at the same time, if somebody's looking in Palm Springs and they put Kevin, I want Airbnb to show our Kevin so that somebody was looking at Palm Springs and sees our Kevin and is like, oh, well, actually, this Kevin looks cool. Like instead of Palm Springs, let's go to Idaho. Right. So the, to, to me, the question is like, how can we show up in, in, in those times when people are searching in a different area? but your listing is still going to show up. I mean, I feel like we individually, everyone probably has like opinions on what Airbnb should do. Even myself, you know, as I was going through and running through like through millions of, well, not millions, but uh, dozens of dozens of scenarios and, and, and trying to, to figure things out like that. I, I personally had, had some opinions on, on ways to improve Airbnb too. Uh, but the categories are very interesting. They do pull out quite a bit. They do show a lot of, of different properties there. I think it would actually be beneficial for, for you to be in multiple categories. I, I just think it, it makes way more sense mm -hmm. to appear in whatever category someone can search. You know, I'm, you know, if it's definitely possible to have an amazing view and also be a cabin and near a vineyard, <laughs> you know, yeah, these are, yeah, exactly. these are all things that I would personally be satisfied with finding if, if, if I was kind of going through it, I, I do, I, I do in a sense right now, I, I think it is a little bit difficult to find properties my, myself personally, when, when I'm searching on Airbnb with these new categories, it's been less than a week <laughs> right now. <laughs> so I think there's going to be a lot of things that they can, they can certainly refine back or, or, you know, and uh, who knows, maybe they'll just revert back. See, that was another thing that we were talking about on the team was what if they just, what if they just revert back in like a month because I don't know, people aren't happy or something like that or, or around it, or maybe it's, yeah. uh, maybe it's just no, not that's working possible. out. That's yeah. possible. I mean, they've, they've changed this before where they, they went back and I've already seen some comments from people saying like, Hey, this is kind of annoying. Cause like, you know, I know I want to go to this particular destination, but then I, you know, as soon as I click on the, on the, on, let's say I want to say the cabin or dome, as soon as I click on one of these categories, the, the map just blows out. And now Airbnb shows me all these other, you know, all these places in different, in different areas, but that's not where I want to go. I, I know I want to go to this particular destination. Right. So I could, yeah, totally and you have to zoom how... in back into there. Right. It's, it's exactly, just more clicks. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's it's going to be really interesting what the response is going to be on the guest side. Because, yeah, if you're if you're kind of experience minded, and you don't mind, you know, you, you don't really care too much about which particular like village or city you go to, then this is great because you can, you, you know, you could be like, oh, I want to I want to stay at a dome. I don't care if it's like 100 miles this way, 100 miles that way. So it, it's going to be interesting to see if most, you know, if, if there are more guests who are kind of like embracing that that experience type of search versus the location. But I do have an update for you because as we're talking, I'm trying to find our cabins. I just found one of our cabins in the category countryside. You know, so Perfect. that's uh so that's good news. But my next so then my next question R and D is, right now, right? <laughs> yeah, we're doing research on the spot. Here's something that's interesting, okay? So when I click on all homes, I see 492 stays in, in Idaho. 
when I click on countryside, it's all, and I zoom in because then Airbnb zooms out. So I'm like, you know, zooming back into back into Adamalt. But now I only see like 307 listings. So that's really interesting because I mean, to me, like it's the area defines if it's countryside or not, right? So right. why are some homes in Idlewild or countryside and then some are not? <laughs> that's, that doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know either. <laughs> I, I'm not sure either. I really do think though this is certainly a little bit of a. It's a bit of an, a learning experiment for them. It's a big learning experiment, mm. um, in, in my opinion. And even removing right now, they've they've removed the number of reviews that a property has. Right, which in some ways it's like you know, in some ways it's okay. I understand. I, I actually th- I think they're probably doing that to spread around the visitors and and like and maybe spread around the bookings a little bit more. I, I feel like that is potentially part of the reason why why they've done that. If you go to some areas that particularly like an urban area, and let's say it's just two people that are traveling by themselves and you go to this urban area, it's pretty hard to make a decision without <laughs> seeing the number of reviews that are included in there. Cause you know, they're all pretty much condos and they're all pictures of either the living room or a bedroom. And they all have pretty decent ratings or no ratings if it says new, but then it's just so hard for me. It was very difficult to make a decision because everything looked pretty similar, but I had to go there or I have to go there. And I'm not sure if it's really making that, that decision better. Airbnb is very experimental though. You know, they have, they, there are cases where they'll, they'll have different versions of Airbnb running simultaneously. For example, though, the number of properties that, that appear on a single page going from 20 to maybe reducing it to 10 or, or maybe, yeah, or reducing it half, like what does that impact make? And so these are the type of questions that the Airbnb has, has asked themselves and has, has made decisions upon that. And I think right now we're kind of in this, we're in this mode where, where, they're asking questions to figure things out, and we're just sort of <laughs> waiting to see what happens. My vote, though, is that they put back the the, the number of reviews. It's it's I don't think it's actually very fair for for people. Yeah, that's a good point. And you know, one other thing that I noticed that they changed is uh, they now add they show the number of beds, and you know how you can how you can specify your listing whether you have like a queen or a double or king. You know, that's really important to specify now. Because I know some hosts like they forget to specify the type of beds, because it's much better. Like if you have queen beds, for example, it's, it's much better if it shows up as queen beds versus just a regular bed or mm-hmm. king bed, for example, right? But just to give you another update on this live research here, only one of our cabins shows up under countryside. Only one out of four. I think they're all right so, next to each other, right? Yours? They, yeah, they're right next to each other. So. So I don't know why, I don't know why Airbnb, it is our most popular unit. It is our most popular unit. So maybe that's why, because it's a, it also says like, this is a rare find. This place is usually fully booked. So I don't know, maybe they just look at, okay, let's just, let's not show all the listings, but let's show like the most popular ones that could be in that category, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a good point. Another thing that Airbnb does, at least you know, bef- before this update, I'm not sure about the category specifically, but if we're talking about about all homes, which is the category we were prior to 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 May 11th, there with the search update. So they used to, well, it's not they used to, they they do they do add they add properties in there, 
if you're looking at the first page results, sometimes you'll look at these results and, and think to think to yourself, why does this terrible looking property <laughs> show up on the first page? You know, it's kind of, I think it's kind of mind boggling for, for some people, but there's actually a very good reason for why, why that, ha- why that is the case. So back in the day, Airbnb was running an experiment and they were, you know, they're a search engine, right? So as time has progressed, they've gotten more advanced and, and that will continue to, to happen. But at the beginning, you know, if uh, Jasper and I were on the team, we'd probably say, okay, well, let's just show all the, the highest converting properties that have maybe the, the highest occupancy rate <laughs> on them and the highest number of reviews, all these sorts of things, you know, and just put them all on the f- first page and, and order them that way. So they did that. They did that. And it worked. But as they, they, they thought to themselves, okay, well, what if, we, what if we kind of sprinkle in some other properties that aren't really as, as good as, as those, those, those ones that we've, we've, we just organized? So, so mixing in the you know, poor to, to medium properties in there in the mixture of, of those really, really stellar properties. And what they noticed was that it actually ended up more bookings for them across the board. That's one thing that's, that's, that's happening. But in terms of categories, I don't know. I don't know if that's a, I don't know if that's a thing. Cause I've certainly looked at, at properties there and, and notice, okay, there's no indication that this is a property that should be in this category. It probably is, but I, I don't really know why it's here or, 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 or how, how it got there per se. It was still a nice place. <laughs> it just wasn't very apparent to me that it was, you know, on the vineyard cause you couldn't see the vineyard exactly on there. Yeah, I don't know. Those are some of the questions running through my mind too. Yeah, you know what? Uh, this reminds me of some like sales lesson that I learned from uh, my brother who used he used to work in his shop, and he was telling me that people tend to want to choose the mid range when it comes to pricing. Let's say you sell, you have two bottles of wine that you sell, right? One's like ten, and one's like fifteen bucks, right? And, you know, you're noticing like, well, everyone's, everyone's, you know, the $10 bottle sells a lot better than the $15 bottle, right? If you were to just take one bottle of wine and you're not really intending to sell it and you make it like 30 bucks and you put that next to those other two bottles of wine, the $15 one is going to sell much better suddenly. Because now people are like, oh, there's a $10, a 15 and, and a 30, you know, and they're like, ah, I don't want to, I don't want to choose the, the cheap. Now suddenly that $10 bottle of wine looks really cheap. And now people are like, ah, I don't want to take the cheapest one. I'll take the $15 bottle versus if you have the 10 and the 15 only, then people are more, more likely to choose the $10. Does that make sense to compare? Yeah. I think this? that's called price anchoring. I think that that's, uh, yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's called price anchoring. And so uh, a percentage of the people that, you know, that go to your shop and, and look at this different, you know, these different bottles of wine, a percentage, a percentage of them will choose that 30 as well, because, uh, yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, they're sure. the premium buyer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, if Airbnb shows 20 listings that are all, they all look like extremely well beautiful and well-designed and the pictures look awesome. Maybe that's like, it, maybe it's harder for people to choose something if they see 20 amazing properties versus like if Airbnb shows you like, you know, like five amazing property or 10 amazing properties. And then some, some listings that look are of less quality. Maybe that is, there's a similar psychology at play or something. 
and and you know i'm just trying to think out loud like what what you're saying is like you know airbnbs used to mix it up more so i don't yeah. know Do you, is that a factor well i mean it makes a difference in terms of them mixing in those certain things i'm kind of thinking about when i was just recently searching for the the area and you know all the properties look pretty much the same you know they were just it was a two person I was just looking for two people in a particular area that I have no idea about, by the way, you know, like I don't know anywhere about this, this area. So all I see is just properties and they all look very similar. It just, it became very hard for me to make a decision on where to go. That's why I was saying mm-hmm. if, if we added the reviews, I would probably go to the ones with, with more reviews first, just to, just to mm-hmm. check it out. Cause my, it, it enhances my own research personally and shortens the length of time that a person is researching things. And I think that's important for Airbnb too. You know, they they don't want to have these really long timeframes where a person begins their search and ends their search. They want to they want to shorten that as as much as possible. You know, actually, that I think that probably leads us to to another topic. I think around this and and just helping us position this this new design. What is Airbnb trying to do? I guess you know that's 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 one thing I, I try to think about is what is Airbnb trying to do with this new update. I do think they're trying to spread around those those bookings around there. I think they're trying to attract more professionally professional and, and unique properties for them to stay at. They're always going to be trying to improve bookings and average daily rates and things like that. That's just because they're a public company now. So they actually have quarterly results that that they need to go by, which I'm sure we'll all be wondering <laughs> about this, you know, three a couple months down the road here. And I think in, in a lot of ways to this, so Air, Brian Chesky, uh, the, the founder and CEO of Airbnb is a former designer. I think he was an industrial designer. So, so design is, and he went to school for that. So that's why, that, that is why I think Airbnb looks so nice in comparison to any of the other platforms. It's just a lot easier to, to use. They, they have a lot of thought put into that, but Brian's been living on Airbnb for the past year and yeah, just going from place to place. I saw an interview with him. He said that he tends to book places last minute as well. And I think a lot, you know, I think a lot of these changes are are probably based on his own experience of doing that. So he's, he's been not, living in the Airbnbs for a year, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think, or maybe even longer. I'm I'm not 100% sure. They, they just changed to an all remote company too. So I think mm-hmm. they're you know, they're, they're really trying to push that, that, that living, I th- you know, that living on Airbnb theme, I think is, is, free, is essentially what this new design is, is trying to push towards. We're not all Brian Chesky's, <laughs> yeah, you know, the, com- the common all, uh, person. We're not all the digital nomads. That's for sure. <laughs> Listen, man, we got to do a part two, because there's a lot more to talk about, but we've already been going for quite a while. So should we do we- a part two? Oh yeah, I'll, do, I'll definitely do a part two, but I, I kind of want to leave off with maybe like some some pointers here. I was kind of thinking about some some stuff around like what you should do with your with your yeah. listing. Would you be okay let's if I if we do one of that? Yeah. yeah, let's wrap it up with that, and then we'll do a part two because uh, there's a couple more things I want to chat about. What should I do with my listing after this update? That's the big question here. I think first thing you got to review your property. On the back end, you know, review all the settings that you can. Are you in, you know, the property type that you have? Make sure that you you just kind of gone through that and, and audited the details in there. That's kind of the first thing. If you're looking to position your property into a particular category, based on what Airbnb has mentioned, 
they're looking at your title, your description, your, your photos and things like that and photo captions. So, you know, just do the best that you can to, to, to fill in that kind of stuff. Take new photos if, if you need to, uh, if it's not very a hundred percent clear that, that you have an amazing view. Um, and maybe there's some clutter around, around your, your living room or something like that. That's making it a little difficult for, for, for their AI to, to figure out. Thirdly, you, you might want to just consider the types of guests that you're attracting typically and why they have come to you in the past and, and how they found you. You know, the more you can put your search engine optimizer hat on, better off you'll be for, for any update, really, regardless of what, what happens. So that's kind of like the fundamental thing that, that, that you might want to consider. And designs, you know, the design of your property, I think, is now probably the most important thing. Airbnb, like we said, what is Airbnb thinking? Brian's a designer. And, mm-hmm. and if you look at, if you look at the page that they put up, you know, I think design was, you know, they're, they're really happy and proud of, of, of those art, those architectural pieces that they have there. But beyond that, you know, I'm not saying you have to, to have a, <laughs> build a new property with a famous uh, architect, but just go back and look at the look at double down on a, a room or an area in your property and just just supercharge it. You know, like maybe you want to add new drapery, maybe put some more distinct furniture in there. Just make it so it's just so distinct that even just that one room alone, if it's your cover photo, will hopefully make you look significantly better than well, maybe not significantly better, but you, you'll, you'll stand out a lot more and, and get more clicks from, from folks. So, and it doesn't have to be this, we're going to redesign the entire property. It's like, just choose one area and just, just focus on that. And I think that's like a, a yeah. super easy start to do. What else? Well, photos, I, photos are, you know, I think that's, that kind of goes in, in tandem with getting some extra new design because you'll, you'll take the photos, but the photos have now become pretty much like the most important part, if not the the only important part when it comes down yeah. to, to, to the person searching on, on Airbnb, you know, there's your star ratings there, but the majority of the focus is certainly going on photos. And I remember during the pandemic too, that, that Brian Chesky had mentioned, you know, just going back to fundamentals ultimately and professionally great photos for Airbnb was a game changer for them. So I think that they're, mm-hmm. I think that's part of that, that doubling down thing. Lastly, I think split stays, we, we talked about it before, but, you know, three-day minimums, or you could potentially play around with three-day minimums on, on maybe your Mondays, starting on your Mondays, you can perhaps fill in those gaps. But, you know, I think it just depends on, on it's, everything is a test. You got you to test everything. Yeah. But right now, yeah. the split stay is only, you're only going to get recommended as a split stay if you have three days of availability, at least for, for that. Yeah. So, and Mondays and Wednesdays are the hardest to fill. Yeah, you might want to have that minimum stay uh, a little bit higher if you're uh, if you want to take advantage of the split stays. And um, I did notice I've been scrolling through some search results, and I do notice the the split stay suggestions do pop up here and there. They're kind of you know far in between. Like there's I don't see a lot of them, but I, they definitely pop up. So it's definitely something that you know that shows up in the search results and that. Yeah, if you, maybe uh, that could be a whole. Maybe you can design a whole strategy around showing up for for these split stay suggestions. But that's something that maybe we can uh, get into uh, next time. But yeah, let's do uh, let's do another. Uh, let's uh, let's come back next week. We'll do a part two on this because I think there's a lot more to to chat about. But for now, thank you so much, Kelvin, and let let people know how they can find you at Rank Breeze. 
Uh, yeah, the easiest way to to find us is to go to rankpriest.com. You can pretty much look at the, the things that we have there. What we try to cover is rankings, pricing, and market data. So if any of those three things are are in your alley of, of, of tools and things like that, that you're looking for, then come check us out. Awesome. Cool, man. Well, let's, uh, if you and I both do some more research this week, and then, you know, we, we can uh, maybe have some more answers next week when we come back. How's that sound? Sounds good. Yeah, sounds good to me. Awesome. Sweet. Thank you so much, Kelvin. And thanks for listening. And of course, Friday, Eric and I will be back and we'll have some more uh, updates on our free route project for you. So that's going to be uh, really fun and exciting. So thanks for listening and see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to Get Paid for Your Pad, the number one podcast for Airbnb hosts and short-term rental professionals. We really hope you enjoyed the show. And if you want to learn more about hosting on Airbnb and building a short-term rental business, then go ahead and subscribe to our daily email newsletter at getpaidforyourpad.com. And if you're just starting out on Airbnb, make sure to download our free Airbnb starter guide at getpaidforyourpad.com forward slash get started if you enjoy this podcast make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and please leave us a review on apple podcast for a chance to win lifetime access to the short-term rental profit academy our starter course for anybody who wants to start an airbnb business every month we select one random reviewer and give that person access to the course Um, So if you want to have a chance to win access to the course, uh, please leave us a review and then uh, you might uh, join our program pretty soon. So thank you for listening. Check back every Monday for a new episode of The Host Show and every Friday for an episode of SDR Conversations of the Get Paid for Your Pad podcast. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet.